You're listening to. And you're listening to the Collab Cassie podcast about pop culture and the creative life from an Asian American perspective. Welcome to episode 178 of the Collabcast. It is Friday, August the 17th, 2018. It is week three of Asian August, hashtag Asian August. And it's the big week. This is the week that both Crazy Rich Asians and to all the boys I love before come out. We're here for a very special episode of the Collabcast. For the first time, we're going to just, well, for the second time, because we did one for Killing Eve, we're going to devote an entire episode just to discuss one thing, and that is Crazy Rich Asians. I've assembled a team of experts to Are talk we about though? this. <laughs> of course, joining me is... Minji Chang. I'm Marvin Yeh. And we've invited two amazing journalists who have been covering this movie for the last... Almost a year? Yeah, for a long time. <laughs> Ada Sang, welcome back to the Collabcast. Hello, um, thanks she, for having me. She is the uh, host of Fellow Potluck Podcast Saturday School... Um, and also a writer. Um, you can find most of her work on PRI. And um, she also had an article just went up last week on the Washington Post. Yeah. About the history of Asian American film. Um, and also joining us from The Hollywood Reporter is Rebecca Sun, one of the infamous Rebeccas who did the cover story on The Hollywood Reporter uh, last week. Welcome, Rebecca. Thanks so much, you guys. So let's jump into it. First question, how many times have you seen the movie so far? Good question. That's a, Yes, I'm going to let everyone else start. Uh, uh, well, this is Rebecca Sun, and I've seen it twice so far because I went to a tastemaker screening in April, um, which was the one at the Ace Hotel downtown with like a ton of like, I think it was like over a thousand Asian American influencers. I am not an Asian American influencer. I was a journalist watching the movie in order to write the cover story about it later. And then I was fortunate enough to go to the premiere at the TCL Chinese Theater last week, which was amazing. Oh, you were there, Rebecca. I didn't see you. There. Oh no, there was too many Asians. Too many. Yeah. (laughs) Was it was it different for you? (laughs) Did it feel different being in the room with the cast and the crew? You know, it it was. um, It felt like both of them were amazing. I think that the first time was more emotional. You know, because it was the first time. The second time was, you know, it was sort of just feeling the the gravity of like sort of all of the the trappings of Hollywood, right? Because everybody is like, now you're sitting in a movie theater in like a nice dress and, you know, there's all this like, you know, there's a red carpet outside and there's cars and it was just so surreal to think like, like finally, this is, this is the best that Hollywood pageantry has to offer and it's all for us, which was amazing. Absolutely. Yeah, those are the two screenings I didn't get a chance to go to. Because <laughs> I was out of town for the Ace Hotel one. And um, as we all know from last week, I was not um, invited to the premiere. Is there less saltiness now? <laughs> no, less saltiness, less saltiness. You, no, you would have been my plus one if I was a loud one. <laughs> um, Ada. What's your number? I've, I've seen it three times. But the final version only twice. So I saw it. 
at what is it called? Is it called a market research screening or like when it, it when it was, was that last the, year? No, that was the one last, year? last November, right? It was like a like a test screening. Yeah, like when it when it's not the questions? final. Yeah, it's not yeah. the final version. You fill out questionnaires about what you liked about it. You give everybody a rating, <laughs> <laughs> and um and so I had seen kind of like an incomplete version, and then um I saw a press screening maybe like a f- couple weeks ago. Um, with people from one of the production companies. And then I just saw it this morning <laughs> with <laughs> Phil at a theater in Torrance. It was an eight, it was a 10, 15 a.m. screening in Torrance. Nice. And we kind of jokingly just invited people. I don't think anyone actually came for us, but it was because, like, Phil, you, Jenny Yang, and Jeff Yang are actually kind of putting a lot of effort to fill out, like, um, Los Angeles screenings tonight. Yeah, and they, I think they have like a few packed houses or something like that. And I think I was just like, "Hey, anyone want to come with me in the middle of the day so I can get back in time to pick up my kids?" <laughs> so that's the only reason I went with Phil to this like 10 a.m. Sc- but it was kind of cool because it was the first screening and we weren't really expecting that many people to be there, and it was packed. Nice. What? So, yeah. yeah. Playing hooky. What are you? T- I know. So we were like, who? Who? Why? Wow. So I don't know. That's it. Seems. Hopefully, it's a good start. What was the makeup of the theater? Were you able to look around? Um. Uh, yeah. Probably mostly Asian, but I don't, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I didn't. I'm not torn. really sure. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, can I ask you a question, Ada? Sure. I'm concerned. Like, I at this point, I want to see it um, as many times as I can, partly to support it, and also just to soak up like all the different atmospheres. Like, that's what I did for like. Black Panther is like I wanted to watch it like in Hollywood and then watch it with like in the SGV and see what people thought of that and things like that. But did like did watching it so many times like I'm partly afraid of diluting the the impact it has on me. You know what? I'm curious about that, too, because what I've, I, I was pitching this to our like potluck podcast <laughs> crew because I've seen it three times, but I know people who I've seen it like five times, six times, like all of the early screenings. I'm like, how did you watch it five times before it even came out in theaters? And I want to gather like people who have seen it five times and call them the Crazy Rich Asians Five Timers Club and ask them that question. (laughs) So I guess I can talk as a (laughs) three-timer. Well, I was interesting you asked that, Rebecca, because I was leading up to that question. Oh, sorry. (laughs) No, it's perfect. See, but this um, is how in sync we are. We're already in each other's minds. Because I think Minji's already a five-timer. Tonight is five times. Yeah, tonight's my fifth time, too. Oh, my gosh. Tonight would have been my sixth time, but I relinquished my fifth time (laughs) to to others to watch. Um, And... I guess I can. We can answer that, which is I've gotten to the point right now where, similar to you, Rebecca, I'm more there as a spectator to see everyone else's reaction to like my favorite parts. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of um, the movie in general, the parts that like got me a little, you know, misty eyed still hit. It's cool, Marvin. Yeah. Be vulnerable. Let it's, it out. Let, it let out. It still hits feelings. just as hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still just as cool to see, um, like. Asians with great chemistry being cute together. It's still so great cute. to see like the heartfelt moments between child and mothers. And it's like still really like that last, like that last sequence still hits like mm-hmm. every time. Yes. <laughs> That's good to know. That's good yeah. to know. Cause I definitely plan on seeing it. I'm seeing it today. Uh, and then like over the weekend, I'm going to take my parents. So it'll be at least four, 
four times for me. So. Oh, well, nice. if you hit five, let me know. I organize a crazy rich Asians yeah. five timers. Yes, we're gonna start a club. Well, well Minji, as the only like non-Chinese person on this panel. Oh yeah. How does and it the hit five you? Timer. Yeah. Um, well, I got to watch it same as Ada, starting from the very like rudimentary building blocks assembly of this, and that was from that I wasn't expecting to be so emotional, and then I totally cried and I laughed my butt off, and I was not expecting to be reacting so strongly. Especially, I mean, like I grew up in Cupertino, okay, so it's like it was China, like Chinese America, <laughs> which is San Jose, um, and my best friend's Chinese American, so I very much grew up watching her mom and dad and like learning about because she moved here from China things like that I was exposed to since a young age so there was a kinship but it's also very universal and the whole fish out of water story but I am still I don't I'm still not like Marvin where he's still paying a lot more attention to the audiences I'm still really watching it as a movie critic that is what my father has been calling me since I was five because I've been critiquing like E.T. Indiana Jones like I've been like making my commentary giving my notes since forever and also as an actor like I pay really close attention and aspiring filmmaker to like the editing and what happened with the audio like I'm being really picky about what creates to me a Hollywood film like something that's worthy of being screened in 3000 theaters across the country and I think that also leads to a lot of those rep sweats because if you're not Mm -hmm. putting out a quality product you just like you're like oh this isn't going to do it justice like I had major issues with audio, which I knew would be fixed by the final. But like the first three times I watched it, I was like, they need to fix the audio. (laughs) I can't hear the lines. And I learned that in filmmaking, like audio is, you know, people say cinematography is everything. Like audio is everything. You need to be able to hear what people are saying. And I was like so sensitive. It was like, okay, they're speaking in accents. Tone down the band music, damn it. Like I was so up like, but so when I watched the premiere with the cast and crew, I was emotional in a different way. I feel like every time I watched it was an appreciation for something different. Um, They tightened it up a lot. Even from the third, which I thought the third one would be the final one, even since then. That was one at Ace Hotel, right? Yeah, Yeah. right? And that was a huge audience. And the cast were there too, right? So I thought, oh, this is what we're going to see in theaters. And when I saw the premiere premiere last week, it was there were significant to me. It's small but significant differences that made it polished, that made it flow. The audio was so much better. They added music. The credits were better. Like, and that got me emotional in a different way. I was like, "Damn! Like we are here. We're here on Hollywood Boulevard." And this, you know, and like all the feels. I was totally crying. It definitely has a lot of polish. I have questions for Ada and Rebecca because I know you guys have been just watching so – honestly, in in a, in a way, I feel like Marvin and I – well, Marvin's a little different. He's way more on top of Asian-American content. I feel like I have a pretty well-rounded, like music, film, things like that. But in terms of film, I feel like the three of you have better understanding or have watched more than me. And I'm curious about the acting. Like as an actor, I'm very <laughs> – you know, that matters a lot that you tell the story well, that you believe them. And I'm curious, like, what your guys' takes are on the performances. I mean, for me, I I don't notice – I feel like I don't notice bad acting as much as you might, because uh-huh. I know it's a huge, huge point for you. Um, I mean, I thought the performances are pretty strong throughout. Um, well, I'm, I'm not an actor, so I, I can't really – critique it from a, a sort of that kind of informed perspective. But, you know, going in for the first time, like I remember, cause like, if you've read, like I, I just read like a ton of like 
Asian American journalist reactions to that. And every single one starts like I walked in with apprehension. Right. And, and, and <laughs> for me, too, like walking in, like I've never seen a polished like story featuring like Asian Americans. Right. Like and our, our community has done amazing work digitally and and really high quality um, stuff, you know, like the Wong Fu guys and, and Ranhiga and stuff and amazing sketches and even full, full on dramas, you know, but something that can hold up to like a giant, a giant screen. Um, I was like, Oh no, is this going to feel like, like when you see something that's just like slightly off brand, you know, like slightly yeah. off budget, like, and it, it didn't, um, I will say that like, I thought Michelle Yeoh, who, you know, we're so used to seeing in all these very dynamic, quite physical roles, um, she had this stillness and perfect control that even like I love the scene that's used in the trailer where um, Rachel hugs her in the kitchen and her eyes just like flicker. There's like a startled. <laughs> there's like a what is this? You know, um, like that's awesome. And then and then honestly, I also thought that um, Constance um, was great. And and this I can speak from a pro, uh, an informed perspective because I do happen to be a Chinese American woman and like I thought that this was something to see her have the opportunity to play this and uh, somebody who's her age of her generation and mm-hmm. kind of the same stage of life. Her fresh off the boat character is so different yeah. from who she is. Um I thought she played this with uh, honestly like a lot of authenticity. There is a scene, and I don't want to go too much into spoilers. We're going to do a spoiler cast after this uh, and release it as a bonus episode for those of you who've seen the movie and want to like listen to our free reactions. But there's a scene where, uh, in the middle, where it's just Henry and Constance uh, sitting on a couch together, and I thought the little movements that Constance does and like the way they sit together was such like that is like. When you fight That's with your couple. girlfriend. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Marvin's like having PTSD. He's like, oh, damn. But it captures but, that like, yeah. really, really well. Like, kind of like, I'm annoyed at you, but I still love you. Don't touch me, but <laughs> hug me. That's I what I you. loved about it. Like the naturalisticness of their um, of their chemistry, you yeah. know, was was. And, and again, and they're they're acting right. Like having, you know, you know. interacted with them and, and, you know, while working on the story and stuff like they're not in love in real life. Like they're not in a relationship, you know, like Henry's married to somebody else. And so this is, this is acting. And, um, it was so natural. And what I loved about it was, it was also, it felt very, like, it was amazing. It was very American because I have seen Asian men and Asian women in tons of romantic situations before, but it's like literally always in a Korean drama, which Mm -hmm. is very (laughs) different in terms of, like the way that it's presented, mm-hmm. like there's like it cuts to the kiss like 10,000 different times from like five different angles. And then the camera, were they swirls. barely touching, though, barely, <laughs> the eye open kiss, you know, like, the, oh, my God, are we kissing? Um, <laughs> and then the camera spins and it spins, and it you spins. know, yeah. And so to see uh, an Asian couple in a naturalistic setting, the way that like actually in real life, the way that we act, you know, with our significant others was like amazing that was like one of my favorite parts i'm so glad you picked up on that marvin just the natural way in which they relax into each other <laughs> well i mean it's, it's moments like those that actually got me teary-eyed because it's like i've never seen this on screen before yeah you know yeah that's and, what i was unprepared yeah. for i yeah. didn't i i had i was like super excited and proud and like all these things but then again until you see it you're just like oh <laughs> this is i've never seen this this is what we've been missing. Mind blown. It's, it's like those people that tweet, is this how white people feel all the time in every movie? Scene? <laughs> Ada's still thinking. Oh, no. I mean, honestly, I think I have 
kind of a very strange perspective because please tell um because i like my whole journalism career i've worked for asian american publications like ethnic media right so i watch mainly asian american (laughs) movies you know i mean which it's like all the film festival stuff um that i think most people don't get to see like i've had the privilege of you know being in a city where you can go to film festivals and see all these films. So um, we actually, not to like do a shameless plug, no, but, like, <laughs> but, but like for, for sa- our Saturday School podcast, which is an Asian American pop culture history podcast, um, we did a season on Asian Americans in love because the idea that you don't see Asian Americans in love, especially on film very often. And we, but we found like 10 really great ones um, that I think sometimes you don't always think of. Uh, and I think, I, I guess so it's like, for me it wasn't necessarily like I had never seen it before, but just n- not so like in such a luxurious way. <laughs> I think, you know? <laughs> I was just like, whoa, so much money. And not just because it's called Crazy Rich Asians, right? But yeah, it, there's, it like feels like a... You mean you the know. production quality and like I the... I guess vet, so, yeah. 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 I don't know. And it's not like... A, yeah, I mean, I I think something like the namesake would have something like that, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's a combination of that and also just kind of the huge reaction from everybody and the huge... You, you feel it from the audience, I think, especially if you're at a screening with yeah. a lot of Asian Americans. See, I've only been at screenings with Asian Americans, so I, I, I don't know what it's like to... I, 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 Oh, the, second, the second screening I went to was not all Asian Americans. It, it was mostly non-Asian Americans, really? I think. And I think they still really liked it. It yeah. was funny because it was like, um, who was there? Henry Golding, um, Jimmy O. Yang, um, Ronnie Chang, and um, Nico Santos went there to like do their little bit to like tell them about how important it was. And I was just... In there, like, as one of, like, the few Asian Americans in the audience watching them, like, how are they going to describe it to, like, mostly (laughs) white people? And they mostly did the same thing. And they're all comedians. So Mm -hmm. it was really funny. But I remember, like, there was one thing where it must have been Jimmy O. Young. I've heard them say this a lot before about how they um, are all really, really good friends. And they even have, like, a WhatsApp, you know, (laughs) like, conversation going. And that was the only one I was like, I think that line probably will not work as well. What is that? But, yeah, I think they all really enjoyed it. I don't – there probably wasn't as much of that, like, like crying, like, first – recognition yeah. time I've seen myself on screen type of thing but it seemed like they all laughed at the similar parts because um, I think it's still like just like a really solid mainstream r- romantic comedy you know yeah. so another one of my parts where I'm just watching waiting for audience reactions is when and this is in the trailer so it's not really spoiling the scene on the staircase where Eleanor goes you will never be enough <laughs> I know <laughs> and the like drama. because I've been in all Asian audiences there's an audible like Ooh. <laughs> like, like an collective exhale during that Triggered. scene yeah. mm. <laughs> because everybody has felt that you know That's, what I mean yeah, I everyone like has felt like they're not enough that scene and so many scenes kind of like I, I just came from the screening so it's all super fresh <laughs> but there's so many scenes like that that are so you can see how well crafted it is because it's so like they make you think it's going to go one way then it goes the other way then it goes back the other way and it goes you know what I mean it's just like in kind of like micro <laughs> emotional changes yeah. where you think like oh yeah she's going to 
you know, say something nice. Oh, no. <laughs> that was just a setup for Never something mind. horrible. <laughs> um, and I, yeah, I think. I can't really speak to acting either. I'm not an actor, but I almost well, no, feel like as I'm as an I'm, audience member. I think yeah. you, you definitely like. But I almost feel like I, I I think the opposite of what Marvin says. Mm-hmm. Whereas like I I mostly notice if it's bad acting and it takes me out of the story. Exactly. Because I think sometimes if you watch a lot of like like super independent films, like you're a little bit more forgiving of mm. acting. Cause yeah. I think that's what I meant. Like, yeah. like usually, like I'm, or, uh, you know, like, for yeah. for a non-actor. No, no, <laughs> like, I, yeah, I, yeah, I'm yeah. trying. Trust me. Like, yeah. So I feel like I only, I don't really watch it, judging any of the acting. But if it's like bad and it takes me out and I can't even see them as real people, because there's definitely that type of acting where I was like, I don't know, you don't even mm-hmm. seem like you can talk properly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, I think everyone was great in Crazy Rich Asians. I mean, like I, I think it was just like such a solid cast like everybody did their parts really well like Constance you can tell she I mean she just like everything was on her shoulders you know so I feel like just that she carried it yeah yeah you know like I don't know it's just there's so she's carrying that story and she's (laughs) just such a great job even like Henry Golding there's like certain lines where I'm like like, does he just say that in real life? Does he just look at his wife in real life and says, I feel like I'm falling in love with you all over again? Like, it just seems like that's Probably, because first of all, his wife is like a freaking, I just think she's like a living swan. No, that's Gemma. She's a living, a doe. A doe. Yeah. She's like a graceful doe. Like, I met her in person. I was just in awe of her. Yeah, they are that beautiful and lovely in life. So I actually could see him saying that. I feel like he does. Life. I bet you he does. I mean, I, just, I think he's acting, but I also think that's probably him. Also, <laughs> this is his first acting job ever, so there's I mean, a lot. So, of I mean, just I'm Henry not, right I'm not like detracting from any skill because yeah. it's hard to act like yourself. Yeah, but I feel like he must be kind of like that. In real oh life. no, totally. <laughs> like this dashing, like dreamboat all the way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> all the way, hundred <laughs> percent. Well, in terms of like rom coms too, this is. Um, and you no, know, at, at its core, this is a romantic comedy movie, and I think um, John, um, Peter, and Adele did a really good job. Um, you know, taking like what is a very dense book with a lot of characters and a lot of storylines, and like streamlining it for the movie screen. Um, but I'm not a connoisseur of rom coms, not like Minji, but um, I feel like the character Rachel Chu in this movie is like I. It's not often you see like a female lead given that much agency, right? Because typically, I feel like with rom coms, the main character is like starts off like a hot mess, or like like basically the guy has to come and save her, um, and they find love. Whereas in this movie, like the main the main conflict isn't even with the guy; it's with the mom, which to me is like this is an Asian American so rom com. It's <laughs> so true. Yeah, the confrontations with the mom. And like getting her to respect you, right? And I love the fact that even though you know Nick is the one who's you know he's you know in the movie chose not to be like oh Nick is torn between his mom and his girlfriend. Instead, it was yeah. completely Rachel's story. She's the one who takes agency, and, and we'll talk about it later. You know about how she does that, but um, that that is a change that they made right from the novel to to the to the movie to to really consciously and specifically tell the story from Rachel's perspective, the Asian American perspective that goes into the identity issue, the cultural identity issues, as well as just the gender, um, 
you know, just the fact that she's a woman with agency. She's not, her fate is not up to Nick to decide or Eleanor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Let's talk a little bit about, because we, we focus a lot about the Nick and, and Constance, Nick and Constance, Nick and Rachel relationship. <laughs> yeah, I keep doing that too. I keep calling her Constance instead of Rachel. <laughs> There's a lot of really strong performances coming from the supporting cast as well. Um, Colin, who played by Chris Pang, gives like a really strong, like, like you know, typically these rom-cons, like you have the best friend telling the lead, like, you gotta look at the bigger picture, man. Um, <laughs> like Colin has is a really that great, what it is? great scene while topless on, on a private island, which is great. Um, <laughs> and, they're, they're at a beach. <laughs> I don't know. If, <laughs> no, it's like a floating floating platform, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Sorry. sorry. No, no, I just... I just uh, yeah, um, I didn't know if people would think he was like at a strip club. or They're, they're know, shirtless. So. They're men shirtless. who are simply yeah. in their swim trucks. <laughs> Um, and also the the girl best friend Aquafina's character yeah. Peg Lynn also just steals every scene. Like this is like what three movies in a row where she just steals every scene she's Aquafina in. Aquafina is my queen. So the end. Like I've actually it's funny because I'm taking this time because we talked about it multiple episodes of Collabcast now where I get to rave about Henry and Constance. But pretty much until now I've been like just going off about the supporting cast. <laughs> they they give it so for lack of better words they bring a very rich ensemble to this movie it's yeah. so good even even the aunties like the they steal like all of them I'm sorry I'm see I can't talk about the things it's all gonna be in the spoiler <laughs> part of this episode but yeah um, there's a certain older woman in this movie that I just freaking love and she's in a very small part but I think she makes it she makes it <laughs> she's on the airplane <laughs> uh-huh. um, should we talk about the wedding now or should we save that till Huh? Should we talk about the wedding or save, save that? it? We right? should save it. Yeah, yeah. for the spoilers. Um, Wait, yeah, can yeah. Rebecca? Can you tell us what it was like to write your cover story? Oh, um, sure. It was um, honestly like years in the making. Um, I will say that Rebecca Ford, my co-writer, and I—it's something that we were sort of trying to strategize. Uh, you know, getting the permission internally, right? Getting our editors to greenlight the cover. Um, like a year out, more than a year out, we were like, someday we're going to have crazy rotations on the cover and it will be the fifth, wow. sixth, seventh, and eighth Asian people to ever be on the cover of wow. the Hollywood Reporter. No, I, that's, I'm making up that number. Okay, it's, okay. Probably, it's probably not far off, to be honest. I counted once. I only needed one hand. And... Um, <laughs> But, you know, so we, uh, you know, thankfully, I think that we were hitting at a moment the same way that this movie is now sort of being embraced beyond the Asian American community because of the successes of breakout films like, you know, Black Panther and Get Out. Um, Our editors, that's what gave them enough faith to say, like, okay, we'll put this Asian movie on the cover. And um, and reporting it was like. It was just a true joy. Like, honestly, I'm going to the photo shoot, you know, doing the photo shoot. I think we did it in June in Bel Air. Uh, There's this this beautiful mansion up there. And and just, you know, we we talked a lot. Rebecca Ford and I talked a lot about the importance of how we were going to present them. You know, like we wanted to treat them the same way as if they were any white celebrities that we would put on the cover uh, of the Hollywood reporter, right? Like we were like, let's make sure that there's nothing that like, we don't need to like point to the fact that they're Asian, their faces will do the talking. Like we don't need any signifiers or, you know, let's just, let's just treat them like movie, the movie stars that they are. 
or that they will become, you know, and that's why we did the black and white photography in the middle, in the inside the story, sort of this old Hollywood glamour. Um, I love how colorful and fun it is. Um, and reporting it was, it was pretty emotional. It was kind of like, we're getting like, we're, we're just like every single one of my interviews was like over an hour long, which sometimes like at the end you use like two or three quotes, but everything was just a story. Like on the one hand, I'm a reporter, you know, you know, just trying to get details, trying to get facts for this article. But on the other hand, you know, we're two Asian people having a conversation in the context of work, but about our experiences and how amazing it was. So it, it was by far the thing that I'm most proud of in my entire career. It was also weirdly the easiest thing to write. I think it's because, um, by the time we actually sat down to write it, we, I knew the story so well and it, it just flowed. It's very naturally dramatic. Like I, I think a lot of people have said that they were like very stressed when they read the intro about the 15 minutes to decide Warner Brothers or Netflix. And they were like very moved in certain parts with various things that the cast members and that John Chu said. And that's how it felt like hearing those stories too. Yeah. Um, Beautiful work, Rebecca. Yeah. Just, uh, uh, thank, thank you. you. So like, I, I'm just collecting covers at this point. Of, of people. <laughs> yeah, I was on um, a flight a couple a week ago, and Constance was on the cover of the Delta Airlines oh, wow. uh, yeah. <laughs> magazine. So I was like, oh, it's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I guess we, we can close on um, – it would be remiss not to mention, yes, there are criticisms about the film in terms of, like, what it represents and, like, what it can represent. And as, you know, for East Asians, it doesn't take away from the fact that it, it's – for me, it's a huge milestone. I'm looking forward to like those six, seven, eight movies that will be greenlit if this movie is successful that John Chu talked about. Supposedly, there's four that are on hold. Like there are four yeah. that could be greenlit based yeah. on this weekend's numbers. And like if it's about you know South Asian, Southeast Asians, like Vietnamese, Filipinos, like I'm down for any story All that of comes it. out. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, well, Marvin and I, we were kind of talking about this before, but I feel like it's not above criticism. The fact that it has, like, 90-something and it had 100% on Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> is almost, like, over-the-top ridiculous, I guess, fitting for an over-the-top Crazy Rich Asian story. But I feel like, uh, I, I, I guess it's, like, I, it's, it's the first time I've seen some sort of Asian-American project where I look at it and I'm like, they can handle it. You know, like yeah. I'm not worried <laughs> that like Is this the, too much? If people if people some people don't like it because they don't like this type of rom-com. They don't like a particular character. Um, I mean, I even I did a story kind of talking to some Singaporeans and Singaporean Americans about why they feel like it is problematic to call it a win for representation, at least from a Singaporean point of view. <laughs> and I think that's totally fair. These conversations should totally be had. But I think. Like, even they can kind of see and understand, like, the joy of the Asian-American reaction to it. And yeah. it's it's just like, it's like everyone it's like, says, it's like part of a movement, but it's like one story. But we've never had something with not only, like, the money behind it, but just, I guess, having the studio, it's like they have, like, the... The, the 
the press behind yeah. it. It's just like it's like such a huge machine. <laughs> I, I think to that, me, it's a win because this movie has become such a milestone that those criticisms, those conversations, wouldn't even be in the mainstream if it wasn't for this film being as big as it is. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Like, like yeah. I mean, that's been one of the fun things. I'm sure all of you too have been just kind of looking at all the articles that have been coming out, and all these like Asian American <laughs> journalists have been coming out in like these mainstream magazines talking about this movie. That's really exciting too. Yeah. Yeah, I think that the criticism that we've seen, a lot of it is, I mean, it's a critique of the system, you know, and I think some people are scapegoating the film for it. But the truth is, as Jenny Yang often says with the rep sweats, like you, you can't like there's like, especially the Asian American diaspora, much less any other race, like we are like the most populous race in on the planet like mm-hmm. there's there's just no way any single story there's no way 15 movies will capture the totality of of the experience and it sucks that this is the first one to be given such prominence in 25 years um but even like i was interviewing um kumail nanjani for the big sick last year and he was saying that yeah he got criticism from like you know, some Pakistani Americans who are like, your movie doesn't represent my experience. And and that's one country, a very populous country, you know, um, you just can't, there's no way. Uh, the only solution is more stories. And the only way to get more stories is for this one to do well enough to open that door. Yeah. Yeah. And I was kind of keeping track just really quickly because I was looking and it's like you obviously like the stars, Constance Wu and Henry Golding, and we know Henry Golding has another movie coming out but I feel like if you go through that whole cast all of them are working on something that they they're either starring in or they are producing like I mean like Aquafina I think is developing something based on herself right yeah a show and, like, TV show like, Comedy yeah, Central like, Sonoya is starring in a sci-fi thriller um, Chris Payne is producing a movie that he's starring in they're shooting in the Philippines right now um, I mean Ronnie Chang's you know it's like Ronnie yeah. Chang's movie like Gemma's TV in show Captain Marvel exactly yeah. and like um International J- student. Jimmy O. Yang yeah. is yeah. going to star in his own movie. So it's like you, you can look at that as kind of evidence that it's moving us in the right direction. Like, and it, it might be like, because that's the thing, like, who, who is Asian, like Asian Americans, like Asian representation? It's like so huge that it's like we're not going to be able to cover all of it in like a year but hopefully it's just in the right direction that, you know. I mean, at least we answered that question. Is there a Hollywood leading Asian man? Yeah. Like, that, that should never be asked ever again in the future. In forever. In forever. Yeah, they put like a lot of elite Hollywood Asian leading men in this movie, <laughs> even if they weren't the leads, you know. Well, one last. Well, like what I was saying to our collaboration volunteers, we have like a Facebook group and we have... I just wanted to thank them because it really hit me this morning because I wanted to credit their 19 years of doing showcases and little panels and workshops and, you know, open mic nights. I was like, this is what leads to bigger things. I was like, this is your win, you guys. Like, no one's going to know all the work that went on in, like, underground Asian America, nor does it, like, we didn't do this so that we get all this, like, us get fame and glory. We did this because we believed in artists and, like, it feels so like otherworldly now because now Hollywood has taken it into the into its arms and like made it this huge thing. But I was like, all that red carpet stuff, all that, all these this conversation would not have happened now if we had not all been there before. So I wanted them to like 
celebrate that and not be like it's not an overlooking of you this is a culmination of you and an extension of you and i think that's something you guys should be proud of even if everyone else doesn't know it yeah i think it's like decades and decades decades work and before from, us even like yeah. way before us you know it's all just kind of like part of that larger picture and if there are people out there who are feeling salty because i know that there are artists who felt like well i've been doing it too and it's like that doesn't take away from what you've been doing please keep doing it you know what mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. and take advantage of all the attention like i'm saying from a very business standpoint <laughs> we in demand now honey like you you know you salty that you didn't get the leading role before well yeah, well guess who's had a better chance now you know what i mean and cap like yeah capitalize on yeah. that this is the time to like not get salty it's time to like celebrate and then like blaze forward yeah mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. well That'll do it for this non-spoiler discussion of Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, so hard. Uh, stay tuned for our spoiler cast. Probably release it on Sunday to give you time to watch the movie. Please don't listen to it before you watch the movie, or do I don't whatever. Do you do you? Um, but we're Live gonna we're gonna release that later um, in a few days. But thanks for listening to the collab cast. Um, Rebecca, Ada, thanks for joining us for this discussion. Um, really quickly, if people want to follow your work, where can they go? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at T-H-E Rebecca Sun. So the Rebecca Sun. And that was because Rebecca Sun was taken, not because I think I'm the <laughs> one. <laughs> you are the Rebecca The one. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at um, just my name, A-D-A-T-S-E-N-G. Great. As always, you can contact the Collabcast by emailing us at podcast at collaboration.org please subscribe to us on apple google spotify or wherever you find your podcasts uh, special thanks to travis a trail for use of his song uh, set free for this episode's intro and outro special thanks to visual communications for letting us record in their office Visual communications of course is our sister organization that supports asian american media artists um, they're the wonderful people in charge of the los angeles asian pacific film festival and the arm with the camera fellowship among other programs check out more of their work at vconline.org um, the collabcast of course is a program of collaboration a nonprofit organization supporting asian americans in the arts and entertainment discovering, developing, showcasing, and connecting the creative talents of the Asian American community in North America and beyond. Uh, you can learn more about collaboration by going to our website at www.collaboration.org. The Collabcast is also a proud member of the Potluck Podcast Collective, a collective of Asian American hosted podcasts, bringing you unique voices and stories from the Asian American community. If you like the Collabcast, you can also check out some of our other shows, such as The Calls Bruce, Saturday School, Asian Americana, and Good Muslim, Bad Muslim, among others. You can find other great programs with the Potluck Collective by going to our website at www.podcastpotluck.com. And yeah, that'll do it for this episode. Uh, Minji, Ada, Rebecca, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you all next time. Bye, guys. Thank you. She said, It's time I'm ready to go. I'm leaving my.